Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. What is going on? Welcome into the Sack Lunch Podcast with Matt and Matt. Matt, what's the slow clap for? Kings. Kings, three out of their last four. Yeah. Victory. Let's go. Feeling good. Feeling good right now. Completed a nice little road trip. Won the series. We accomplished the goal. The, or they accomplished the goal that we set for them. Do you think they uh, they tuned in and took that into account, maybe? Or you think yeah, it's just, I hope you think so. it's just the way that it happened to work out? Yeah, um, they are one of our six listeners. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you think we have that many? Oh. Um, so Matt, uh, you allegedly finally watched the movie Hoosiers this week. I did. Uh, there's an asterisk that comes with it, though. I did. I didn't actually finish it. I was, um, I got bored of it. I don't even know how to respond to that. I, uh, I, okay. I'm not that big of a movie guy. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen, obviously. Um, I, I take the position of just because a movie is old doesn't, and it's considered a classic, doesn't make it a good movie. I thought it was a little cheesy. And the whole time I was just like, I could whoop on these guys. They suck. So if we did have six people who were listening, they have all thrown their phones in disgust right now <laughs> and kicked them across the room. Yeah, I've uh, I've upset some people. Who's I'm yours sorry. A, I mean, it was... I it's could a see classic. The, no, no, I could see the appeal. You have to take it for what it is. It was made in 1987. Mm-hmm. It's also based on a true story from a team from the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, they're from the 50s. And Hackman gave, the the guy who played the, the coach, gave mm-hmm. a masterful performance. And it's like, you know, it's your typical David and Goliath story. I get that. But I feel like the attention to detail and the characters is what really makes that movie okay. great. I just, I mean, yeah. you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a lot of greatest sports movies of all time lists without Hoosiers being on there. Okay. I mean, I, could, I, I still have it. I didn't bring it tonight. I'll give it a second shot. I'll I'll say this. I watched it very late at night. I was tired, and everyone was asleep except for me, and so I had the volume down low. And because it was an older film, I couldn't figure out how to get the captions on. And so I think I missed, like, half the dialogue. That whole whole situation just sounds like a recipe for failure. Yeah. I'm pleading with you to give it another shot. I'll watch it another time. I'll do it right. I'll blast it when I'm home alone or something. Um, I felt the same way when I watched Frozen for the first time. I was really tired. Please don't compare Hoosiers to Frozen. Hey, it's pretty good. I've watched it about it, 50 times since the first time yeah, I watched it. I know. I, yeah. Frozen's Against not, my will. Frozen's not a bad movie, but just, it's not in the same conversation as Hoosiers. Okay, I'll give it another shot. All right. All right. All right, let's talk about the games. Yes. So... Last Sunday, uh, we played against the New York Knicks, and this was a this was a big win. The Knickerbockers, um, yeah, yeah. one thirteen Kings to the Knicks ninety two. Let's go. the uh, The Kings took a big lead after the first quarter, thirty two to twenty three, and they didn't look back after that. Um, yeah, at one point the Kings were ahead by thirty two. It, it was just looking like a massive blowout, a drubbing. Yeah, um, outscored the Knicks. 
29 to 23, even in the third quarter, which we normally can't, you know, do anything, but we even beat them in the third the quarter. Cursed quarter. Yeah. yeah. So we, we brought our A game. De'Aaron Fox showed out in Madison Square Garden, which he's done in the past. Um, it's cool to watch uh, us get a nice, comfortable road victory. Buddy continued to look better. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all five starters scored double digit points. Yeah. That's encouraging. They all played a lot of minutes. The bench wasn't very good. Um, they really the starter with a thirty-two point lead. Your starters shouldn't really need to play in the fourth quarter, but they actually had to come back because the bench couldn't hold the lead. Yeah, we didn't want to risk uh, what we had happen early in the season with players in when they shouldn't have been, and then resulting in injury. Right. Uh, and the bench was kind of letting that that lead slip away, which resulted in having to put the starters back into the game, which yeah. is not ideal. Yeah. But I mean, the game was never out of hand. It got down to like maybe 16 points, but I, I don't blame Walton for playing it safe. Just stop the bleeding yeah, before yeah, Get yeah. those guys back and get that W. So Bielitsa has been sneaky, uh, sneaky solid um, this year. 10 points versus the Knicks off only five shots, nine rebounds, six assists. He almost had a triple-double. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but I I do like watching him, and I've always enjoyed how he kind of stretches the floor as a big man, and he's a good shooter. Yeah, uh, he he seems a little streaky to me, but right now he seems to be streaking in the right direction. So, yeah, um, we shot good as a team, forty eight percent, making that's about half your shots. Three pointers, we shot thirty nine of them, made fifteen. 38.5%. But this was another game where the Kings struggled from the free throw line. Shot only 64%. It was 16 of 25. That has to improve going forward because this wasn't a close game. But had it been a close game, that could have been the deciding factor in the outcome. Yeah. We have been, I mean, the Kings have never been good at free throws for as long as I it can remember. It seems like it's been a while. Yeah. Our assist to turnover ratio was great. We had 25 assists to only 14 turnovers. So It's great to see that continue. Yeah. So that was uh, not a whole lot else to say about that game. Uh, that was, you know, it was a, a nice, cozy win on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, a nice confidence builder for the Kings for sure. So yeah. uh, continuing the road trip, the Eastern Conference road trip, they then went to uh, up north to Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, where they lost to the Raptors one twenty four to one twenty. That was that was a tough one. They did. I will give them props for staying in the game the entire game, though. Um, they really had some chances to get, you know, pull within even um, all throughout the game, but just couldn't really break through. They fell behind early. Uh, they were down 13 after the first quarter. The Raptors were just kind of on fire. Yeah, well, 36 points scored in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At one point, uh, kind of in the latter half of the first quarter and then kind of bleeding into the, the early parts of the second quarter, the, the Raptors made 14 consecutive field goal attempts. That's crazy. Um, yes. And, and that kind of goes to to what we had talked about last time with the X and Y axis with the, the high-yielded percentage shots where right. the Kings are forcing uh, teams to take difficult shots, but they're just making them. And, again, that can't be a trend that continues all season long. Yeah, and there was a mix uh, you know, of, of – you know, us playing good defense and then just hitting the shot. And then there were some possessions where it kind of broke down. Yeah, there was some leaky ones. defense there, too, I will say that. But yeah. they were definitely hitting some some tough yeah. ones, too. But, I mean, to only lose by four and the Raptors being that, you know, hot 
at home. Toronto's always a tough place to play. Yeah. And, I mean, the defending champs, yeah, they don't have Leonard, but they still have a lot of talent. Siakam's breaking out um, this year. He did really well. Lowry was still there. Yep, yeah. Hey, we won another third quarter. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, granted, it was only 30-29, to 29, but <laughs> I'll take it. Anytime we're right there, even close in the third quarter, yeah. uh, it's going to be a positive for the Kings with the way that it's gone so far. That's been the time where the Kings have fallen apart this year is the third quarter. So that's yeah. two games in a row. Okay, where they, two in a row, yeah. Uh, making some strides, maybe. Doing some, drinking the special juice in the locker room or something at halftime. Yeah, and uh, uh, your boy Barnes was earning some of that money this game, Twenty. Six points, four <laughs> boards, time. four boards, three dimes. He, Best uh, game of the season, yeah. Yeah, Barnes had a great game. Uh, Fox had a nice game as well, was 17 and 10 and seven rebounds to go with that. Mm. Kojo, um, Corey Joseph had his best game as a king. Um, not so much in the first half, but the second half he kind of turned it on. He had 10 points, four assists, four rebounds, and only 18 minutes. Um, he used to play for the Raptors, and he's from Canada, so maybe he's feeling a little extra you know, frisky. That's the type of production that we need, though. We had been right. mentioning that the bench has been struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Joseph is the point guard of that second unit, and that's the type of production that we're going to need from him yeah. uh, and from other bench players yes. to, to stay in games. Right. Bogey was feeling it off the bench. Uh, 22 points, 6 of 11 from 3. That's nice. And, and he played 32 minutes. There's a lot of minutes for coming off the bench. Yeah, nothing to complain about there, Bogey. But uh, <laughs> ultimately, Siakam, though, a little bit too much. He had 23 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. That guy's a stud. Yeah, and he's he's confident as ever coming off a, an NBA championship. And now the team is, is, is essentially his and probably Lowry's as well, but it's kind of working in the way, uh, the direction of giving you know, Siakam the, the, the team kind of. Um, Raptors are just on fire that game. OG and a nobody, Ananobi. The Jedi? The, yeah. Um, he, he shot seven for 10 from the field, 18 points, six rebounds, five assists. I mean, yeah, and that's good. And, and the Kings hit 44% of their shots, which is not ideal, but it's not horrible. The Raptors hit 55%, which, yeah. you know, when, when they're hitting 55% of their shots, that's just. Anytime a team's making over half, that's going to be tough to beat. Extremely difficult is. to contest with that. Yeah. Um, and, and then 45% from three-pointers, although the Kings shot 48% from the yeah. arc. Like I said, we were hanging in there. We were hanging tough. We did a little bit better from the free throw line. We shot 76%, but the Raptors, 82%. Seems so, like again, similar. Yeah. I mean, this was, game was similar in a lot of ways. You, the right. Kings, 50 rebounds. Raptors, 48 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, assist to turnover ratio, Kings, 23-14. Raptors, 28-14. So, both good there. The Raptors were a little better, passed the ball a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned that the Raptors outscored the Kings in the paint, mm-hmm. fifty-two to thirty-two. Though getting out, you know, in in the paint is typically higher percentage shots. Those are the shots you want to get and the ones you want to make. Yeah, um, looks like we did outshoot them a little bit from three to compensate for that. But right. to get outscored by twenty in the paint is not ideal. Yeah, uh, it's hard to to know why that happened. I mean, maybe we just shot that many more threes, but. Um, to get out, yeah, by getting outscored by twenty, it seems like that could have been a factor there. Um, overall, I thought it was a good game. We just couldn't really break through when we had chances to. Yeah, overall, the Kings played really well against a tough opponent on the road. Uh, it just didn't end up the way we wanted it to. But I mean, you yeah, know, so we wh- got down by fifteen at one point, and then we kind of we kept chipping back, and it seemed like we were just down by seven all game. It's like seven, maybe nine, four. 
And then it's like, if we were down by four, we had a chance to hit a three, but we just missed it. And then they'd come back and score right away. And so it never really got outside of that, um, you know, that seven point range was, so we were in it. We just couldn't, couldn't pull through, but you know, I, I have to mention that the Kings are zero and three on Wednesdays this year. What the heck? Can we, uh, can we like slip the, uh, the, the NBA scheduler a little bit of money and get him to, I mean, what's up with that? Well, we don't play Wednesday this week. Okay. So maybe good times are ahead. But I do hate to say that a lot of NBA games are on Wednesdays. Typically you have yeah, there's usually a big Monday, on Wednesday, Wednesday, and Friday to like the biggest slate mm-hmm. for uh, games. Yeah. So yeah. Crap. So that <laughs> so that was uh, not a terrible game, but the, the outcome wasn't exactly what we were hoping for. Yeah. Uh, but then we went to Atlanta on Friday. And we defeated the Atlanta Hawks 121 to 109. Now uh, we will mention a little bit more uh, later in the news and notes. The King, or I'm sorry, the Hawks did not have John Collins in this game. They did get Trey Young. Uh, he returned earlier in the week from that that ankle injury that looked a lot scarier than it ended up being. And Trey right. Young's just a superstar. He's a really good player. Yeah, he went off. He had 30 points, 12 assists, a couple rebounds, five steals. Um, he did everything he could to to help the Hawks win, but ultimately, it's kind of weird to say, but our experience actually uh, <laughs> led us to victory over the Hawks' inex- inexperience, um, which normally doesn't happen. Harry Giles returned. It was great to see Giles come back. He only got eight minutes, yeah. but th- he was productive in those eight minutes. He looked good. He had four points. He uh, grabbed a rebound. He had a block, and he made both of his free throws. So, yeah. you know, just getting his feet wet, getting acclimated, getting back out there. It was good to see him back on the court again. And he didn't get hurt. So. <laughs> yeah, stayed healthy and... Yeah, the Kings were in control in the first half, looking good. It was fun to watch. Um, 63 uh, to 47 at halftime, but then the third quarter curse came back. Yeah, the, our streak ended, our third quarter streak ended, and the curse came back on this one. This one, I, I really felt that I thought we were going to lose. I texted you. I said we were going to lose this game. I, they, yeah. They brought it down to one point after we were up by you know, like 22. Um, it just felt like the crowd was behind Atlanta. Trey Young was cooking. This was looking like a 2018 Kings game for a minute, like where we have a big lead and then just collapse. Yeah. Like I, I was getting frustrated as well. Um, Walt but, was getting frustrated. You see him uh, pull, uh, pull Buddy Heald. Yeah. He said, get out of there. And he put Bielitz in the <laughs> game. That was when he, uh, yeah. he, he tried to do too much with the ball and just lost it out of bounds. Yeah. And uh, Walton had seen enough. See, I thought Buddy was getting better with his dribbling, and I think he has. But for some reason this year, he's been getting a little bit too excited with the dribble. And Buddy is really better when he's spotting up, coming off screens, maybe a couple dribbles in his step back, but not. he's not Kyrie Irving. Do you think it's the contract? I don't know. It has him trying to do too much? or It could be. I mean, it's something. Bogey, though. Bogey in the bench. Your, your guy. Bogey. Bogey in the bench. He had a monster game. He did. 22 points. Uh, 20 points, rather. Five assists, four rebounds for Bogey. That's a full stat line. Yeah, and he got 29 minutes. So he's getting a lot of run, uh, and he's making the most of it these last couple games. He is. And your boy Ariza, the sharpshooter. The sharpshooter. (laughs) Yeah, he was this game. He had uh, 14 points, four or six from three, and he made some of those timely uh, three-pointers that you mentioned. See, he was just throwing you off the scent that one game. He is a (laughs) sharpshooter. Yeah, I mean, love him sometimes, and I hate him the next night. I don't know. He's like the new Justin Jackson, I think. <laughs> a little bit there can never be a new Justin Jackson. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, but the uh, bench stepped up. They actually finished the game. They played like the whole fourth quarter. Um, props to Walton for keeping them in. I, I, I like. I'll say. I'll say this. I like that about Walton is he's not afraid to to hurt some guys' feelings. He's yeah. pulled Buddy twice already. This he's season. not afraid to be stubborn. Yeah. Um, and, and do what's best for the team. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, and the bench needed to get some momentum. And now that they finally got it, I think he let them build their confidence. He let them do what they were doing, and and it mm-hmm. paid off. So. Yeah. So I mentioned Trey Young had a good game. Jabari Parker had a good game, too. He had 25 points. He was filling in for Collins. Yeah. He, he got a, a big minutes boost with Collins out, and he filled in pretty admirably there. We might have got lucky that Collins didn't play. I could see us maybe uh, losing this one if he had, but I don't maybe. know. I mean, we Hopefully not, but yeah. yeah. It just got scary at the end, you know, when we lost that lead. But then, you know, the, the the final score looks like we handled it no problem. But if you watch the game, you know it was a nerve nerve wracking one. Yeah, this was one where the Hawks couldn't make anything from deep either. the The mm-hmm. field goal percentage doesn't tell the whole story because while the Kings shot fifty five percent from the field to the Hawks fifty two percent, the the Kings shot fifty eight percent from three point. Wow. And the Hawks only shot 32%. That yeah. is a big, big, big difference. That's going to be your game right there. Yeah. And the Kings, okay, so this, you know, Kings Oh, fans, another big difference. Let's let's relish this stat right here, this moment. The Kings shot 19 for 22 from the foul line. That's 86%. Wow. And the Hawks looked like us. They shot 57%. And they only, they only had eight makes and 14 attempts so i feel like yeah usually it's the other way around it was great to be on the other end of that are we making progress or did we just kind of get lucky i don't know but i i hope we're making progress but i mean obviously right now it's a bit of an outlier and we need to see it happen a few more times before we can call it progress but so two and one on the road trip i think that's a success that's kind of what we said uh is Anytime um, you can have a winning road trip, it's good. I don't care who you play. Yeah, two out of three. And, I mean, the, the Knicks are obviously not a good team, but, you know, the Raptors and the Hawks are not pushovers. And to take two out of three there was was great. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so uh, that's the recap of last week. Uh, should we jump into some news and notes? Let's do it. All right. Wait, what? News? All right, Matt, news and notes. Who's doing what? Uh, as we the previously mentioned, John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks has been suspended 25 games without pay. He violated the league's anti-drug policy, and he tested positive for a growth hormone. What, what's going on here? That's two yeah. of the NBA's top big men with Aiton and Collins being uh, slapped with 25-game suspensions for violating the league's drug policy. Yeah. Who else is on drugs? Um, Hopefully nobody. Yeah, the NBA is cracking down this year, so we'll see. Hopefully no Kings. I don't see anyone getting too buff. Definitely surprising, though, to see two big suspensions like that with big-name players within the first couple weeks of the season. Hopefully it's not something that continues. On two surprise teams, teams who were really bad last year who are now looking kind of (laughs) good. They're like, wait (laughs) a second. What are you implying, Matt? (laughs) There's no way they're this good naturally. Um, Dion Waiters, uh, I don't know if you heard, he's been suspended by the Heat for 10 games without pay after taking an edible and experiencing a panic attack on the team's flight Thursday night. So this was a, a team-issued suspension. Yeah, the NBA didn't really get involved or hasn't yet. It was just the you know in-house 10 games. Uh, had a gummy bear with a couple extra you know special things inside of it, and it went south on him. So not you know, got to be smarter than that, Mr. Waiters. Yeah, come on. 
Come on, Dion. So Kyle Lowry, the uh, point guard for the Toronto Raptors, has fractured his left thumb. At first he thought it was just a little issue with his uh, thumbnail, but it actually ended up being a very small fracture that happened Friday night against the Pelicans. Uh, He will be reevaluated in two weeks, so it sounds like it's not going to be a major injury. Hopefully he gets back soon. This uh, This one hurts a little bit because Kyle Lowry is on the Sack Lunch Podcast fantasy basketball team, so I have a little bit of a vested interest there. Yes, he is. But um, get better, Mr. Lowry. Yeah. The, uh, and, of course, he had to get hurt after the Kings game. Come on. Right. <laughs> the Raptors beat the Lakers tonight without him, so that was an impressive win. Yeah. Uh, another news, um, speaking of fractured uh, fractures, Gordon Hayward has been diagnosed with a left-hand fracture after colliding with Spurs forward LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, Hayward's timetable to return is uncertain, as he will see a specialist uh, Monday, which is tomorrow to determine if surgery is necessary. Yeah, hopefully he won't be out uh, too long, but that, I mean, fractured hand, that's going to be pretty serious injury. Um, We'll see who steps up for the Celtics. They're at the top of the Eastern Conference right now. He's been having a good season. He has, yeah. He's uh, definitely had a uh, revitalized season this year for them, Mm -hmm. Uh, and he will not be there when the Kings play against them next weekend. So let's talk about that. Kings may Uh, catch a break. The Kings have uh, three games in the next week. The first of which will come this Tuesday, November twelfth, uh, at home against mm-hmm. the th- now four and six Portland Trailblazers because they just defeated the Atlanta Hawks in overtime tonight. That they did. So, uh, what do you, what are your initial thoughts about this Blazers game on Tuesday? Well, the Blazers are always a tough team. I mean, we already played them once. Did you see that Damian Lillard just dropped sixty points the other night? I did. Yeah, only thirty tonight. What, what's up with Dame? He's he's, <laughs> he's off his game. <laughs> only thirty tonight. Yeah, and, and and the sixty was on the second game of a back to back too. Wow, yeah, he, we, he's having an MVP uh, season right now. Granted, it's only been a few weeks, but he's he's. Is it just, okay to still be upset that we didn't draft him? Uh, we're not we're not going to talk about that. Come yeah. on. Okay, Come I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. Or Luca. I mean, uh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. Um, really? Okay, so we're playing the Blazers. They've underperformed a little bit, which scares me because they're probably hungry for wins, and they. I'm sure they see the Kings as one they can get, and they're going to come out, give us everything we got, or everything they got. Um, we got to be hungry for that win, too. This, this, these three games that are coming up this week are not easy, Matt. Um, that Portland game, I want to say that the key would just be the front court or the back court, but I think it's going to have to be both because I think that Buddy and Fox are going to have to try to step up. And obviously you can't really match Lillard and McCollum, but if you can at least hang and then take advantage of the fact that their front court is very thin right now with Zach Collins and Nurkic being out and just having Whiteside and Scal and you know a couple other guys. Yeah. So I feel like Holmes is really going to have to step up. Deadman's going to have to step up. Yeah. Our defense um, has been better. Uh, we got to find a way to neutralize Lillard a little bit. Um, that's hard to do. I know. He, I, I, he cooks I, us all the time, too. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know where. I don't want to misquote, but so I don't remember what the stat was or where I heard it, but I heard that he's just like at a record-setting pace for creating his own shot mm-hmm. and hitting this year. He's just he, he's just doing everything this year. So. Yeah. so, I mean, if we hit shots, I think we can stay in any game, so hopefully we're on that night. It's at the Golden 1 Center, so... Um, you know, good things normally happen there. Next game that we play after that is on Friday, so we have a couple days rest at the L.A. Lakers. 
who did suffer a loss tonight, mm-hmm. uh, but still are sitting at seven and two at the top of the Western Conference right now. Yeah, man. So um, LeBron James, I think, handed out 15 assists tonight. He's kind of their point guard. The offense runs through him, and then Anthony Davis has just been a monster this year. LeBron looks like he's on a mission too. Yeah, he's, like proving everybody, no matter how far back his hair recedes, he's still better than everybody. <laughs> he and and they are playing smart with that. They're staggering. LeBron and Anthony Davis so that they at least have one of those guys on the court at all times. And then they're kind of letting, like, now that Kuzma's getting back into it, they're going to kind of let him be the scorer in the second unit. But, I mean, it's just... That's Even almost, Dwight Howard is looking like better than he has recently. Like he kind of understands his role now, and he looks a little bit better physically. And not that he's a huge difference maker, but he's he's out there doing stuff. No, he's a physical presence, though. Yeah. So. Danny Green's been hitting shots. Um, I don't. Uh, that's a. Can I be honest and say I just don't see us winning that? It's not likely. I mean, it's possible. Uh, maybe if. Um, if Davis or LeBron get into foul trouble early or something like that, but Holmes is going to foul out in the second quarter. <laughs> trying to guard Davis. Anthony Davis, yeah, <laughs> I know. He almost he does that anyways. But. So we go from uh, playing the Western Conference leading Lakers on Friday to the Eastern Conference leading Boston Celtics on Sunday. Joy. Uh, yeah. Now, granted, no Gordon Hayward, but still, the Celtics are playing really well. Tatum looks good right now. Right. Um, they're just they're Kemba playing. Walker is a, a known Kings killer. Yeah, uh, and it's a weird like Sunday afternoon two o'clock start too, which those are always just weird. I, I feel like we just don't show up for those games. Um, now this game is a home game as well. The Lakers game is in L.A. Right. Uh, the the Boston game is in Sacramento, mm-hmm. but. Okay. That's that's just a tough stretch of games right there. It is. Um, gosh, I mean, you don't want to go zero and three. That would obviously be worst case scenario. But our record would you know, remain at three wins and then nine losses. That just sounds. That's really not bad. good. If you go one and two, we're four and eight, which won't, won't kill you. Just kind of honestly with these three opponents though i wouldn't be devastated by one and two no I, especially if you um, play all three games competitively um you know i think one and two would be respectable and you could just get out of there and, and you know feel like okay we survived right two and one would feel like a huge win yeah and to me the only way that happens is if we beat portland okay and because i don't know if the kings can win at the Lakers and then at home against Boston. Now, I'm not saying it's not within the realm of possibilities, but mm. the likelihood of that happening, I'm just saying the odds are much higher for the Kings to go 2-1 and one this week if they beat the Blazers on Tuesday and then just have to win one of either the Lakers or the Celtics. Right. Okay, so keeping with our theme of, hey, let's win series. And, yeah. And we'll, that, our record will reflect But with it. this one, a little more... Grace or leeway for if we go one and two, it's not the right. end of the world. Yeah, zero oh and three would not be good though. You've got to win one of these games. Yeah, you got to stay um, you know, with some positive juju. Um, and if you get on a big losing streak, that's not going to help it. But um, and there's going to be stretches where we look at and we say, oh, we can get four out of five. You know, and those stretches are coming right now. It's a little bit difficult. I think we mentioned in the schedule episode that that first you know quarter of games are tough ones. Right. And we don't even have Bagley right now, so that 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 hurts. But um, yeah, let's get let's get one out of two at the least, two out of one, and we're feeling like kings. And um, I know it's a little early yeah. to talk about standings, but the Kings are only two games out. Okay. For those of you being negative out there, only two <laughs> games out from the eight seed. Granted, there's three teams in between, but so you're saying that the season ended today, we we missed the playoffs. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a chance, Matt. Okay. I'm telling you, there's a chance. <laughs> so 
you know, the Kings are not uh, out, out of it yet. It's still super early. A lot of games left to be played. If they can hang in there in some of these tough games, then uh, I, th- I still think better days are ahead. We're getting Bagley back. Um, I, I did read today that Bagley is still a couple weeks out. So they said four to six weeks. It's been mm-hmm. three. All right. uh, it look It's looking like Bagley is going to be more on the later end of that three to six, uh, four, I'm sorry, four to six week timetable. Okay. Uh, but so, we're, you know, it's, he's getting closer. We're inching our way back to his return as well. But yeah, I'm excited. The Kings are playing better basketball. Um, we're in every game. We're shooting better. Um, let's go. Next time we come back on Sunday, I hope we got some good news for you. Won three out of the last four. Let's keep that momentum. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Matt. Amen, well, brother. That, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this time. Matt needs to rewatch Hoosiers so we can <laughs> uh, revisit that next time. Uh, but please continue to follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us and um, uh, review on Apple Podcasts or whatever uh, Spotify, whatever podcast app you might be using. And uh, that's all we've got for you this time. Until next time, I'm Matt, he's Matt, and this is the Sack Lunch Podcast.